becoming like pro wrestling. It's like, what is, what does it even mean anymore, guys? Come on. Jesus. This is... How many, how many of you were brought by somebody else and have never... Oh, boy. All and right. How many, and how many of those... How many of you people are conservatives? That's where you do like an under-the-table slow clap to yourself in this room. You're like... <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out. We're very happy to be here. We... Uh... You're listening to The Dollop. Strong. Scary. Uh, this is a, a bilingual American history podcast. So we'll do it once in English and then, and then uh, once in Spanish afterwards. So you can stick around if you're a, Please don't leave. a Spanish speaker. Um, I, Dave Anthony... Read story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. I'm proud of you. Huh? I'm proud of you. Shut up. July 1866. Tennessee. Least convicts for the first time. Uh, to furniture uh, that's manufacturers. That's what we call a pause, gang. What happened? What happened? Tennessee, yeah! What? Yeah. Least convict. No. No. No, not that. Uh, they would pay for the inmates' housing in exchange uh, for labor. <laughs> so they put the convicts up, and then in exchange for that, they'd, they'd work all day. What a concept. The Civil War was over, and Tennessee was... Was it? <laughs> T- took a pause. Civil War took a pause. Tennessee was one of the many southern states struggling to find revenue after the whole... Uh, sure. Owning people thing right. went away. It's, the, it's like the coal mining phase now, where you're like, well, what's next? Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't bring up the coal mines right now. Right. Sorry. How many guys are coal miners? Really? Are you? No. Okay. He's not. How many of you are lying coal miners? Hey. Um, new railroads are opening up in the state's coal mining operations, creating a big demand for cheap labor. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. In January 1971, miners in Tracy City... Okay. Nope. You know no one, because you could hear a chair moving. Yeah, you heard a chair move. <laughs> heard a chair so just... no one's from there. I feel like a lot of these towns no longer exist, but we'll see. Uh, They struck for higher pay and ending the script system. Okay. Want to tell us about the script system? It's who puts on the spelling bee. That's correct. Uh, So companies started using convicts as coal miners. Convicts were. Why don't you tell some of the people out there who don't know what it is what it is? We'll get to it. Okay. Convicts were leased for $100,000 per year to Tennessee Coal, Iron, and Railway Company. So wow. you, get, you get as many as you want for hundred grand. Oh, what? Not okay. each. Oh, I thought each. No, no, no. No, this is an... Uh... No, you get hundred grand. you get the whole shimdango. Oh, boy. The whole, whole whoppity do. The whole flip, flip, flip. Stop. 
So the company uh, was working 60% of all prisoners in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, and even subleasing convicts to smaller mines. What? Sublets? So you, yeah, so you get a... <laughs> so you could sublet a guy. So you'd get a guy... A sublet? Listen to what you just answered the question yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. You'd get sublet a guy. Sublet a guy. So you'd get a guy, and you'd be like, I got too many guys. And then you go over to a little coal I mine. I just found go, out I'm going to Italy for the summer. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, you want a guy? And that uh, coal mine would be like, I totally want a guy. Like, there you go. Just feed him or whatever. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> The company said it was leasing convicts to counter the, quote, high cost of regular miners. Yeah, okay, yeah. These ones are free. Oh, Jesus. You going to be right? I'm already a little worried. Gets worse. I'm apt. That's what I'm worried. That's why I didn't say I'm upset. I'm worried. It gets a lot worse. I'm worried, yeah. But, I mean, the writing is all over the wall. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Stop saying stuff like that. I need support. I don't need this. There's no support here. I'm going to crush you in front of these Why people. Why are you doing this? I'm going to take your heart and squish it on the floor. <laughs> like how grapes are made into wine. <laughs> the company vice president called convict labor, quote, an effective club to hold over the heads of free laborers. Wow. Just went out and said it. Not, he felt no shame when he said that. He just said, uh, yeah. For some years after we began the convict labor system, we found that we were right in calculating that free laborers would be loath to enter strikes. Uh-huh. You know, f- turns, out, turns out people in prison who are forced to uh, uh, work in coal mines don't go on strike. Yeah. Interesting how that works. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, they put the convicts in the most productive areas and the paid miners in the areas of the mine that would take a long time to get coal out. So... You know, the shittier parts. Okay. Oh, okay. Because right, the right. coal miners were paid by weight. Right. Right. Not by the gotcha. hour or whatever. Which I think we should go back to. It's a loophole within a loophole. Yeah. Nice. Those are great. Uh, so they got coal script, which I, I brought up. It's company money. Uh, so I you could exchange it in the company store, but nowhere else. Like you oh, couldn't take cool. it to Frank right. at his store and be like, hey, Frank, can no, I buy some like, Gatorade? Yeah. It's like, like, a theme, I it's like theme park bucks. It's like, yeah, it's like theme park bucks. Yeah, you can only it's go like, to Six Flags store. Now or... it's like Chuck E. Cheese money. It's not uh, Well, that's not a real fun money. place to blow a thousand dollars, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, you can get a bunch of stuff. Great keychains. <laughs> I mostly go there for the bronchitis. Hey, kids, get in that ball pit. Get bronchitis, huh? Put them in your mouth. There you go. <laughs> Come to Chuck E. Cheese. We never wipe down our machines. Yeah. Now with measles. (laughs) Uh, So the miners had no choice but to use the stores owned and operated by the company, uh, and that allowed the company to charge higher prices for goods. And you just get in a sweet debt circle where you got to work for the company because you're already in debt. It's cool. Um, So this is actually illegal in Tennessee at the time. But they did, yet, they did it anyway. Oh, weird how that happens. That doesn't happen anymore. No, no, no. No, everyone no. follows the law. No, yeah. Now. Nope. In America. Honor system. Uh, it turns out most of the prison population were African Americans. Had a feeling this was going to be headed in this direction, yeah. <laughs> I know, this is a shock for a lot of people in the audience. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it seems like there's a problem with that. Um, they were called zebras or stripers. Because oh, of their right. black and white striped clothing. Don't go where you were going. Yeah. 
Don't go to that shit. Take it, take it back a little bit. For once, someone actually just called them because of their clothes, not something else. Which, I mean, yeah, which to me is, you know, always what I picture. I don't know why we went orange. I don't want to give notes on the wardrobe, but... Well, orange is easier to see when they run away. Oh, Stripes, you could, you could hide behind a... Seriously. Fence. What, Fence. What, seriously. You can lay sideways. What, what was the, I mean, you can I lay sideways behind a, a fence. But yeah. No one sees you. Where the hell is he? Uh, uh, all I see is a white picket fence. Uh, with some black stripes going across part of it. Yeah. That's the yeah, fence. He's gone. Uh, prisons were overcrowded, had poor food, poor sanitation. Uh, there was violence, and convicts were overworked. So that's different. Yeah, that's changed. No, for sure. This, I'm sure we'll get resolution at the end of this one. Yeah. So uh, the convicts were, were uh, put into stockades in mining towns. So they built a little stockade, and that's where they, where they put the, the convicts in. Okay. Right? Um, they were so cramped, the space prisoners slept in uh, was a, quote, good-sized grave. <sighs> what a horrible way of defining it. Yeah, it's like it's... a nice, spacey grave. Yeah. I mean, it's not... Like it's, a grave where you can spread out a little. Yeah, you roll around in, nice grave. Yeah, right. It's like some a pe- tube. Some people would kill for a nice grave. Yeah, some people are killed and in nice graves. Uh, and the medical facilities were too revolter, revolting for popular reading. Oh, my, for what? For popular pop- reading. For popular reading? <laughs> but for unpopular reading, uh, super good, super good. Popular reading? Yeah, like... Uh, sure. Good, thank you. The Tennessee Commissioner of Labor reported that prisoners had an appalling death rate. I was hoping there'd be a little more to that, like some sort of like path to solving it, but... No, no, they just said they just die. Right. So Coal Creek became one of Tennessee's most lucrative coal mining areas and the largest town in Anderson County. The Anderson is here tonight. is so crazy that there's one person... Is there really only one person here from Anderson County? Two. Or she's super fast. Is it three? <laughs> yeah. Over there now. Yeah. Hi. Are you a coal miner? No. Is your family coal miners? All right. It's disappointing. Uh, there were 3,000 people living there by the 1870s. So that's fucking huge. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> Man! Uh, in, a, in the 1890s, some labor-friendly politicians were elected, including Governor John Buchanan. Uh, and this made the miners fired up, so they started making demands. One was uh, cash payments instead of scripts, right? Yeah. Another was to use their own check weighman to weigh coal instead of the one hired by the company. Okay, wow. So they're just kind of asking for some fair treatment. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. They're asking to break the company is what they're asking. Yeah. Um, so in nearby Bryceville, they rejected the demands and on April 1st shut down operations. Okay. Uh, two months later, the company demanded the miners sign a no-union activity contract before they came to work, and the miners refused and officially went on strike. Okay. And then the company brought in the convicts. Okay. Oh, boy. Forty white convicts arrived and started building a stockade. The, mi- the striking miners demanded the convicts be removed, and then the company uh, tore down the miners' houses to build the stockade. <laughs> so, Jesus. Um, what? Yeah, they were, they were like, uh, get him out of here. And they're like, what do you say we fucking tear down your shit? What? That's oh, not how this works. This is a different game. You're over-negotiating. What are you doing? So the miners and local merchants got together to figure out a plan. The next day, in the early morning, over 300 miners 
and citizens of Coal Creek holding miners' lamps and axes and things of that nature. Well, I mean, that's got a little more intimidating. It's not just light-based any longer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's to shine on the axe when it goes into heads. Uh. They overran the convict camp, took over the stockade, and took the convicts to a train and put them on it and sent them to Knoxville. (laughs) What? Okay. See ya, motherfuckers. Okay. Interesting move. Uh, a Mr. Goodwin, who was a leasee, which means he was a guy who leased the convicts to the companies. He was the middleman guy. Oh, working cool for the dude, prisons. surely. Uh, used to be previously known as a slave owner. Real shocking to hear that connection, because <laughs> the jobs sound wholly different. Uh, anyway, Mr. Goodwin said the miners demanded uh, that he release the convicts, and he responded, over my dead body. And... Um, and then and then he did it. Right. And then he was like, never mind, let's take him to the train. Yeah. So the convicts were put uh, in Knoxville, they were put in the county jail, and the governor ordered the commissioner of labor and mine inspector to go with state militias and take the convicts back uh, How many, like to 300, you said? Uh, there weren't that many. I think okay. there were like 40. They were just building a stockade. Okay. The governor said the sheriff at Vanderson County asked for the state militia to be sent. Now, the militia was known as the Knoxville Rifles. Okay. Are they still called that? No, they're an indoor football team now. <laughs> Come on, rifles, dig deep. There's the playoffs. So the Knoxville ri- rifles apparently had a chip on the shoulder. I guess they weren't. Because of last season. Wait, that ended. Thought up BS. Was not pass interference. Sorry. They, they lost to the Miami Flamingos. Uh, Rough year. Yeah, well, that, they can only play on one leg, so it's kind of unfair. Yeah. Quote, the boys say they will show the people who have ridiculed them that they are made of the stuff that stands fire, although they would like to go forth for a better cause. Wait, that's on behalf of who? That's the Knoxville Rifles. They're saying okay. that they're going to go forth and show people they can do the job, but they'd rather not do this one. <laughs> That's right. Being ambivalent since 1802. (laughs) Uh, The Knoxville Rifles did not have any supplies for any sort of extended situation. Um, Okay. Problematic decision, That's not good, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Governor Buchanan planned to go to the miners and talk to them into letting the convicts go back to work. Eugene Merrill, who was the leader of the miners, uh, called to have a secret meeting. There were about 500 there. Uh, it's kind of a big secret. Yeah. Well, it's up on the hill, so, you know, what's it like? You've got hills over there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you just go into a gorge or whatever. It sounds like you're making parts of this up, if not all of it up. <laughs> you, you're no, looking I, over, to, you're looking over to that table like you've hired A lot of them. hills. A lot of hills. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, I'm a hillologist, so I am. So all the towns at this point were scattered about five uh, miles apart, all the mining towns. Okay. And, and they're thinking they're going to head to the next mining town and stir shit up. Knoxville Journal, quote, editorial. Naturally, the sympathies of the journal are with the miners, but they have violated the law of the state, and society will demand that the law be vindicated. Oh, God. Great. They may kill some of the guards and militia, they may destroy property, and they may liberate some convicts, but in the end, the law will prove strong and will prevail. What are they even arguing for? I don't know. <laughs> what, like... It's a bad editorial. Yeah. 
I mean, look, they might kill a bunch of guys and just fucking burn shit up and, and fucking let all the prisoners out. And what but is I the editorial what, part of this? The what law you, wins. In what capacity? What? Law. <laughs> An editorial the, by Jim Confusing. <laughs> for years, the Republicans had fought against convict leasing, but organized labor was, quote, voting for Democratic candidates for the legislature, blinded to their own best interest and held captive by Democratic leaders... By ropes of baseless prejudice. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyone want to move a chair? <laughs> <laughs> the people of Anderson County were on the side of the miners. The average pay of a paid miner was $2 per day. Jesus. Uh, and those wages obviously help all the farmers and merchants in towns. When they brought in convict labor, there was no money for local businesses. The convicts were fed by food shipped in on trains. So it was just, everybody got fucked. The next morning, the train arrived. A large crowd watched. The convicts were marched to the stockade. No trouble. Everything's fine. The governor arrived on another train. He said law and order must not be overthrown. And then he was sad that this had happened. Sure. Yeah, well, and he's obviously clearly ground flooring this problem by getting on a different train. Speaks to how much he cares about that. Everything's fine. I'll take this big one, actually. They'll do theirs. Quote, it is not the way to correct an evil to try to overthrow the law. Well, uh, I mean, I actually have a, there's uh, some holes to poke. Yeah, what if the law's not good? Well, then you just got to live under... Okay, just then. That's the only time. No man before me, no man before me would have any respect for me if he did not see the laws executed. I don't make the laws; they have been made by the man whom you send to the legislature every two years. What? So he went on for a long time talking about law, blah blah blah. No one gave a shit. Everyone was quiet and stared at him, sure. and they were bored. And then their leader, <laughs> Eugene Merrill, stood up. The miner spoke, and he gave a speech that was just constantly inter- interrupted by cheers and applause. The governor has said the law is against us. Why is the law so rigidly enforced when towards the operators it is not? In the first place, Scrip is paid to local coal diggers for use at the company's stores at a discount of 20%. Again, cars loaded with coals in the mine are weighed in the dark, and the amount put on a weighing sheet and fixed up while the miners are a mile away. So that seems like a fucked up system. Yeah, and a fair point. So it was um, that with a lot of applause breaks. Yeah, you got some right. applause. Not like you guys. Not like you guys who did not seem fired up through. You guys were. No, no, no. It's a different time, but still. I mean, that was like the, that's like the miracle speech. That's just like, I guess you guys don't know the fucking miracle speech. Okay. <laughs> yes, I do. Let's go ahead. No. Stand up. Do it. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> Not gonna do. <laughs> I bet you if we played those Russians, they beat us nine out of ten times. But not tonight. Tonight, we win. That's all I got. Where where was that guy supposed to be from? He's from. He's like a weird Midwest. I'm doing Kurt Kurt Russ. Just keep reading the goddamn story. Oh, he's from Kurt Russell? He's, he's, from, uh... from, he's c- from Russellvania, if you must know. He is Kurt of Russellvania. Right, that's fair. Not tonight. 
So the meeting... I'm sick and tired of hearing what a great hockey team the Ruskies have. All right, now go. So the meeting broke up, uh, no trouble. Uh, it might have been also because the guards were posted all over the place looking through their gun sights at the miners. That'll, ten- that'll kind of make you pipes not start. you down. Yep, not start shit. Word was the miners gonna meet, were going to meet later, and trouble was expected because their wives and children were at this point nearly starving. Oh, my God. Uh, at midnight, 100 men stormed the Knoxville Company mines armed with rifles and shotguns. The guards moved the 125 convicts at the mine uh, into the mine and then barricaded them inside. What a weird decision. Put them in the mine. That'll make them happy. That won't upset them further. When While the... you're down there, do some mining. Right? Two birds, one coal. Let's just get going, guys. Get under there. So they got all the convicts stuffed in the mine. Stuffed. And then the miners, when they ran past the stockade, they shot in the air and the guards got scared. What, what, I, what were the guards expecting to have happen? They were shooting. We were so nervous. <laughs> oh, boy. Clark peed his pants. I did. I was so scared. I didn't know there'd be shooting. I told you explicitly there might be shooting. I heard lamps. That's what, are you scared of lamps? I just heard they come with lamps. We're all scared of lamps, sir. <laughs> Governor Buchanan came uh, and joined the militia, and he held a rifle for a bit to make a, a little bit of a show. Ah, look at me. I'm one of you. I've got this in my hands, huh? Hello, Aren't boys. I just one of you. All right, take it. I'm leaving. Take uh, it away. So he left. There's a hundred. Prepare my hand milk. <sighs> <sighs> They've had quite a day in the man's world. <sighs> I feel like, and I may, oh. I may be judgmental right here, but I feel like no one in Tennessee has ever had hand milk. It's as common as when they fan themselves and go, oh, my. (laughs) Pick up a book, Dave, for God's sake. The journal, so apparently the militiamen were at this point getting exhausted by the whole thing. And the okay. journal wrote that if relief did not come for the soldiers, they were going to just leave and go home. Interesting tactic. It's rare. They were not being treated well. They were getting just two meals a day, and the food was dirty and unfit to eat. That's like no meals a day. Yeah. Well, they were just probably getting fed the convict food. Right. Yeah. So they, <laughs> what are the, interesting. So now they're like, we're actually, we've picked a side now. Can we go on strike? Uh, what? No. We're, I know we're here to stop the strike, but... We're going down the mine. Hire some guards. No, what? The Knoxville rifle, riflemen were also wearing heavy shoes that had come from the convict's clothing supply because their own shoes had worn out from constantly being on guard. One soldier was seen barefooted. Interesting. Probably not too it. fun. Yeah, well, it's not, not great it. for no. uh, uh, a war. No, yeah, no. Usually you don't see uh, guys without shoes on. Yeah, you know, not... John McClaning through a battlefield. Yeah. Shoots a glass. The sheriff then said he had never asked the governor to send militia in the first place, and that, and that the governor had asked, and he never responded. And then the sheriff said since he didn't ask for the troops, if they killed a minor, they would be guilty of murder. So then they're like, what is going on? Yeah. And then he was accused of neglecting his duties, and so at that point he just left t- town. What? The sheriff took off. Sheriff, where are you going? I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. What? 
No, I was like, there, this is bad. And you guys were all like, hey, you're gonna be, you should be fired. And I'm like, fuck you. You're all assholes. I'm going to Hawaii. They might have found it by now. They found it a while ago. They did find it a while ago. That's where I'm headed. To Hawaii, which has been around for a while and established. Not, not a, it's not a part of America. Well, of though. course it's not a part of America yet. Everybody knows that. It's a territory. Um, it's a territory, exactly. So, thank, Brian. Obviously, I know I'm the one moving there. It's been discovered. It's a territory. Oh, who discovered uh, it? Jonathan Hawaii. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you yep. something. And I'm excited to become a citizen, if that's yeah. what is the deal there. Yep. And it probably is, because you're not saying anything, so I'm pretty sure I'm headed for citizenship. I'm Hawanese. They're going to kill you. And plant pineapples in your skull. So that's kind of what it's like there now? Yep. Just a bunch of white dudes with pineapples in their skulls. It's great, though. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Kauai. I mean, I've already bought the ticket yeah. on the I boat. The plane will is around. Yeah. We'll take that. We'll take that then. No need for a boat. Anyway, onward, upward. No, there's no plane. There's no plane. I know. I'm kidding. But I have an idea about something called a plane. And it's been... It's one of these things I keep thinking about. What if a boat could be a bird? And that's just where I'm at. And I'll stop and I'm headed there. And take care, guys. Good luck. Boat bird. First one to grab the badge is the sheriff. It's like a bouquet at a wedding. You're next. Is that how the sheriff works? And as here, what do I know? I'm headed to a territory on a boat where I'll get a pineapple in my cranium. Uh, anyway, the sheriff's gone. Right. Bingo. Back, back on track. Uh, from the Leaf Chronicle, quote. The, the, sorry? Leaf Chronicle. Hello. It's a, uh, they do uh, stories about trees. Mm-hmm. On trees, about trees. The Leaf Chronicle. Quote, the treatment of the troops has been a disgrace to the town. Public and private citizens stand on the street corners and loudly avow that they hope the miners will exterminate the troops when they move into the hills. Okay. So that's kind of fucked up. It's aggressive, but I mean, that's what you get in the Leaf Chronicle. They don't pull punches. No, they don't. No, hard hitting. You, you read the Leaf Chronicle at all? What, what is... No. Why are you Ed McManning a table? <laughs> My God. An Ed McMahon reference. I met him once, shook his hand. Put on your Ben Gay. West Dallas Mall. The next day, 1,500 armed miners surrounded the Coal Creek Stockade. Okay. That's a lot. That's, that sounds like numbers are strong. Yeah, it's a lot of Because the population of a town you were talking about yeah. is like... So this is, I mean, half a town, which yeah. is a lot. The soldiers agreed to leave and take the convicts with them. Rumor was new troops were being sent. The miners weren't done, though. They marched on and reached the Knoxville Iron Company's mines in the afternoon. They told that warden to get rid of the convicts. Warden said, okie doke. All righty, thanks for stopping by. (laughs) Very intimidating group. And I'm not an idiot, so do your thing. 117 convicts and 15 guards were walked to the train depot while 1,500 armed miners followed behind them. It's an awkward, (laughs) awkward walk. Yeah, no, and the people on the train are like, cool, yeah, whatever you need, whatever we can do. 
Are they still there? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but the train, uh, so they're waiting for the train, and then the miners invited the... That's an awkward wait. Yeah. So what else? What are you guys up to? <sighs> We're pissed. Cool. Uh, what, uh, what's going on? A lot. I mean, it's bullshit. Cool. <sighs> How about... Uh... How about those Just titans? Mask- oh, sorry. Go ahead. How about those titans? What? In the f- in the future. I'm not good at talking. Yeah. Train's coming soon. Three hours. Oh my God! What? We you just missed the last one. <laughs> you're the first. You're the first person I've ever talked to. All right. Well, terrible start. Want to see my stuff? No. What? (laughs) So before the train came, they were waiting around, and the miners decided to invite the militia guys to dinner. What? Well, there's no reason that we can't eat together. Break a little bread, right? Some went. And the miners and the soldiers ended up getting along great. (laughs) That's, that's, That's nice. Many of the troops belonged to the same fraternal orders as the miners. Oh, just... <laughs> so they ate food, they had a good time, and as they left, one of the troops yelled, What's the matter with the miners? And the other troops replied, quote, They are all right! So they're having a good time. It's a fucking blast. It's just, it's just a different time with language. It's not fair to judge, but as far as just like a... Ra- I mean, that's just confusing from top to bottom. Yeah. None What's of What's the matter sense. with the miners? They are all right! So nothing is what they're yeah. saying. Better than nothing. They're hollow. good. Yeah. <laughs> These are great. good miners. What's their problem? We like them. All right. Great cheer, boys. Good cheer. Uh, outside, uh, 30 women offered the soldiers baskets of food and water as they left. So they're trying to fucking butter these guys up, right? Yeah. It's also interesting that it was nice uh, empaths showing up. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this didn't make the mine owners look great. Well, the miners seem reasonable. A mine owner, D.B. Jenkins, came out to show why mine owners should never speak in public. Was it a rule? <laughs> I'm excited. Was it a rule that if you had a lot of money and were a dickhead, that you could only have initials for the first part of your name? Yeah. That's just like the flag of an asshole. Oh, 100%. I'm D.B. Jenkins. Fucking asshole. Yeah. It's just a must. Yeah. Rockefeller, J.D., real dickhead I am. (laughs) So... D.B. said... So this this is D.B.'s moment to shine. He said the mine owners had been notified that if they did not take an agreement that convict laborers would be brought in because stockholders had invested 50000 so the mine had to be kept working. Why don't you pay them more? When he said when the miners heard the extortion-like demand, they just laughed and told the company to go for it. So the, the strike's all their fault. The whole thing is their fault. Right. And he went on to say that the miners' leader, Eugene Merrill, had once been employed by the mine, but, quote, on account of his dictatorial manner, was compelled to seek other employment and went into the merchant business. Okay. In truth, Merrill was a union organizer and had been fired for organizing. 
DB then said Merrill was probably the very guy he himself had talked about in his speech about ripping off the miners in his store. <laughs> That's a swing. So he's saying that because Merrill was a store owner, was jacking up prices, right. Merrill was talking about himself when he talked, did the speech about the bad store owners. Okay. I told you he shouldn't talk. <laughs> in truth, Merrill had run, ran a store, but instead of ripping off miners, he advanced them 1500 in merchandise, hoping that when the strike ended, they would pay him back. So, Good guy. Yeah. And the owners said the miners were paid in cash, not scripts. Which is... But they also did have a company mine store, but that was just so the miners could feed their families, which some companies did as a script system. So, hmm. He literally said they don't use scripts. He's like, we're not doing that, except for there, where we do it, with them. We have to. It's Sorry. His mine, Cole Creek, used a punch-out system, which is like taking an advance on a check. Uh, Jenkins said... Which we still basically have. Yeah. It's called a payday loan. Yeah. Jenkins said the miners were so depraved they would advance against their pay to buy liquor each day instead of waiting for payday to get cash from the company. Right. But that's fine. I mean, if I worked in a coal mine, yeah. I would just get shit-faced all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. In the, in the coal mine. That's a bad move. It's a pretty safe job. I thought so down can... was up. I should not be doing this right now. We're deep. It's a super safe job, so you just get shit-faced down there and oh, it fuck is. around. Oh, because in my head, it seems super dangerous. No, oh, no. Okay. Coal mine, there's not one coal miner has ever died on the job. It's just that I feel like on this podcast... Okay. If you say so, I trust you, man. No, it's the, You're only, my guy. It's the only profession no one's died doing. Or all of them. Uh, quote, such men as Marilyn, his followers have no one to blame but themselves for the appearance of the convict labor at the he's, mine. He's still going. Yeah, he's a fucking Is asshole. there anyone around him like, buddy, pull the DB, let's pull that plug. Let's, let's end this. Uh, so, they, you know, the owners thought they were awesome. The, go, the uh, Governor Buchanan came and met with the different parties. The miners agreed to a 60-day truce after the governor promised to call a special session of the state legislature and recommend the convict lease law be repealed. Right. Okay. So they're fucking winning. Well, no, they're, they're on hiatus. No, they're getting They're on their, pause. They're it's calling, a halftime. They're calling in the state It's like legis- what they do with cricket. They just are like having a supper for a couple days, and then they'll play in a couple more. They had to call in the state legislature. It's oh, gonna... yeah. Oh, right. Have faith in them, right? No. Yeah, for sure. So the convict laborers returned. On July 26th, he- headline was, All's well, and it appears it'll end that way. What? In, in what? The Optimist Weekly. What? That is so vague. And by the way, a headline we'll never see again. No. <laughs> Sorry, nope. gang. That's not, yeah, that's not happening, is it? Oh, my God. I mean, only in like a zine, in like a little town that is underground. Hello, did you hear? Huh? Everything's good. What? We, we found a little water. It's uh, a big week down here. I, I read it's all fucked weekly. They're also good, hard-hitting. Politicians of both parties strongly denounced the convict lease system. Okay. So everyone's coming out against it. They're all fucking on board. What is that like to see your government, like, unite over something that's right? It's got to be crazy. Like, for pressure to matter, for people to, like, put pressure on them, for them to be like, well, we should respond... They've told us what we should do instead of like, don't answer questions, unplug the phones, hide under the desks. We'll wait this shit out. 
Oh. Someone, My little bird friend who's animated yeah. is here finally. I thought it sounded like someone was calling their dog. Yeah. <laughs> but so now all the politicians are saying they're against the lease system because all the people are obviously against it. The governor called a special session to consider convict leasing on August 31st. Two big questions. Should they terminate the current convict leasing contract, which, would, which was set to expire in 1895? What year are we in now? Uh, it's 1891, I think. Okay. Yeah, 1891. Okay. Um, and then, and then, if that happened, what would they do with the convicts they got rid of that were in the system because they right. don't have any money to pay for them? Okay. And they've got, they've, well, you could they've just created this great thing where they're um, let them go slaves. What? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You could let them go, but then they they'd be out running around, and then how would you get stuff out of the mines? How would you get free work? Is the question? Well, stuff right. out of the mines. Free work from... It's not free, because I pay the... How would you continue? I pay the guy who runs the prison a oh. hundred grand, and then he doesn't have anybody to, to take care of, and he just sits around in his house with money. And then all the people work that he has nothing to do with. So much has changed. <laughs> it does sound like Amazon. So... That's <laughs> like... 20%, the rest were like, I love it. <laughs> Very I, convenient. I, I am super against it. Yeah, I have Prime. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's disgusting. But it's bad. It I is mean... disgusting what they do, but once that blender gets here, I'm only going <laughs> to hang around for a little while longer, you know? And it's just like, these people who are part of the problem, I actually ordered a book about it um, <laughs> from Amazon about how to sort of deal with the world now and change your life. And that's why, you know, I'm getting a lot of... I'm really just... I'm meditating more um, with this whole little area I've created. I'm door- decorating with a bunch of stuff from Amazon. They have this whole thing with the... Um, and then I work at Amazon and Alexa. I remember my life without Alexa. Oh, my Once God. Once Alexa's done... I got rid of my I'm, wife because I could just talk to that little thing all day. Yeah. Oh, well, right no. They made an Alexa with a hole now, so you don't even... I don't even need... Yeah, yeah. I left my wife years ago since they yeah, yeah. made the fuck Alexa. The Alexa yeah. fuck. Yeah. Ah! Which is weird, because I, I got rid of my wife Alexa. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's just like... I, one, I Just having sex with it, I'm like, I'm loving it. She's like, McDonald's nearby. I'm like, not now. She loves McDonald's. Alexa loves McDonald's. Always has... So, uh, for some reason, days and days went by and no legislation was passed. Weird how that works. On September 10th, things started heating up again. 25 armed militiamen were sent to Bryceville to guard the East Tennessee Coal Mining Company. The militiamen were supposed to get $10 a week with rations. Okay. There was no end date for the assignment. When the militia arrived, the rich, rich mine owner, Goodwin, inspected their guns. Only three were worth carrying. What? So he, yeah, they came with not, not working guns. Sort of takes the teeth out of a militia a yep, little bit, little doesn't bit. it? It's not great. It's not great. Yeah. So what do we have? Props. <laughs> we got a bunch of props. I got a rubber axe. Yeah. Rubber axe. Uh, so he got them working guns. He bought them all new guns. Okay. Uh, D.B. Jenkins sent a letter to an attorney in Coal Creek asking him to, quote, break down E. Irish and Eugene Merrill's character 
and make your own charges, but be sure to get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, I I like to call that incriminating. I don't know about everyone else. (laughs) Just make Signed evil asshole. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not give a fuck Jenkins. (laughs) DB, deliberately blatant. Just twirling my mustache. (laughs) Uh, The attorney was unable to find anything on the union leaders. The Coal Creek Mines decided this would be a great time to cut pay. (laughs) Feels (laughs) ill-timed. They dropped the wages of cart drivers from 50 cents a day to 10 cents a day. Oh, shit. Which is just an 80% pay cut, that's all. That's oh, nothing big. Now, this is going to sound shocking, but so I, I, they went is, on strike across the district, if you can believe that. What? On I what know. grounds? Fucking take your dime and be happy. Hey, you, you got go. a dime. You could be a convict. Now it's easier to carry. There's a plus. That is a plus. After three weeks of debating, the legislature came up with a great solution. I'm sure they did. They made it a felony to interfere with the convict leasing system. Interesting. And authorized the governor to take any action necessary to protect it. So they did the... It's so weird. Have you ever heard of this in America where they say they're going to do something and they do something else? And then they make it illegal to get upset about it or do anything about it? It's almost like they scream and scream and scream and then when they have a chance to change it, they don't do anything. That's weird. Be proud. God bless proud. this mess. A fucking eagle should fly through here right now. That's how awesome we this moment is. We should travel with an eagle or a falcon of some kind. So then the, le- the legislature adjourned after passing the- those awesome things. Okay. Uh, strangely, the politicians had, had been talking out of their asses when they made their speeches, and now they had made things worse. The politicians? I think you yeah. read that back. Make sure you spread the right group. Yeah, the politicians had been talking out of their it ass. It was them. Okay. Yeah. The so the miners have one, like... one final hope. They're all pinning their hopes on the court system. The state, Tennessee state court system. Yes, which you guys all love, I can tell. Very progressive from what I'm hearing. There was a case in the courts claiming the poor conditions inmates worked in and lived in violated state law. Seems like a slam dunk, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it Which been... incidentally wasn't around back then Yeah there was no slam dunk That came in The 1980s There is some time when that happened And it was like the high five oh, yeah. We did it was like People were like what the hell The fuck you can't do that um, So the The case had been brought by A mine inspector George Ford and one of the mine owners, D.B. Jenkins, said Ford knew nothing about mines, and if he was given a map of mines, he would understand them about as much as a shoemaker would. And therefore, it was happening? incompetent for him to make any report on Wait, mines what or was his, mining. His slam was that if he looked at maps of the mines, he wouldn't know anything more than a shoemaker. Yeah. What? 
Well, if you showed a map, a mind map to a shoemaker, the shoemaker would be like, yeah, it goes down and then over there. I know exactly what kind of shoes you'll need to get down there. No, you don't understand the premise of what I'm trying no. to do here, sir. Uh, but he's, he was saying this about a mine inspector who needs to know everything about mines. Right, so yeah. No, it is a miss. huge slam for yeah. sure. The case moved quickly and reached the Tennessee State Supreme Court in October of 1891. Okay. Yes! Is it a yes? The ruling was against the miners. Of course. Of course. Citing the sanctity of contracts. You can never break the sanctity of a contract. That was the miners' last hope for salvation, for a living a decent life for hope that the wives and children would not starve. Reaction was pretty quick. On October 31st, the Tennessee Coal Mining Company stockade was burned to the ground. Shit. And 150 convicts were set free. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, we like convicts getting free, do we? Hmm. Uh, quote, a terrible explosion occurred close to the stockade that fairly shook the mountains round about. The explosion was followed by rifle firing, and many of the citizens of Bryceville immediately took to the nearest station with the hopes of making a freight train then due. Then due? Yeah, it's just a way of saying there's a train coming. Okay. Locals gave the convicts clothing and told them to run for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Amazing. Yeah. The convicts were seen running towards Coal Creek, changing their clothes as they went. What size shoe are you? Let me measure your inseam unless you know it offhand. Thank God for these tailors being in the trenches over here. Take this, you'll look great. Don't forget your kerchief. Goodbye. (laughs) A train conductor said most of the convicts seemed to be running towards Kentucky. So they were like, that way. Okay. Meanwhile, the guards and miners were shooting at each other. The assistant of prisons uh, said when he left, the stockade had been burned, and he saw sheets of flame and heard shooting. Then he went to his home on Bell Street for the evening. What? He was like, well, it's 5 o'clock. That's the end of that. There's no stockade anymore. Nothing Day's for me over. to do here. Got to get out of here. Good night. Farewell. How was work? Ah, uh, uh, fine. Whatever. Usual stuff. I- Stockade I'll down. be staring at a bunch of paperwork in the morning. Oh. <laughs> Everybody ran off. Uh, uh, just want the unwind. milk for my hands. Yes, prepare my hand milk. It's a thing, obviously, we do here that everyone Classic is familiar with. Tennessee. Thank you. A witness said the woods were full of people and convicts fleeing in terror while the shooting continued around the stockade. Quote, Fires were started on the hilltops, which were undoubtedly intended to summon the miners in surrounding areas. The witness arrived here scantily clad, barefooted, and with no hat. You can go somewhere barefoot, scantily clad, but if you're not wearing a hat... You better get a fucking hat on. What are you doing? Oh, my God. You're worse than a murderer, sir! You hatless monster! Where is your hat? Get my gun, Betty! We got a hatless man out here! I'll break into the emergency hat drawer. We've got a lot of options. Sir, put a hat on or get away from my wife. (laughs) 
It's okay. He's got a hat on now. Come out, everybody. Sorry you had to see that, son. What was underneath there? His head? God damn it. Do we have some kind of memory wipe for the boy? I have another hat. You've got PTSD now. (laughs) All right, everyone put on hats and let's gather in the living room. My God. Headline the next morning, quote, Man doesn't have hat! (laughs) It's anarchy in the hills! It's head anarchy! What has become of America? We're not a hatless land. Headline the next morning, quote, Peaceful, quiet has come after the storm. Was this the Leaf Chronicle again? There, uh, there, I mean, just garbage headlines. What? Just tell me what's going on. That looks like it's a weather forecast if it's in the paper. You're like, oh, it's going to be a balmy weekend. The Don't ta- worry, honey. The sun's coming out, it says. The towering chimneys and smoldering pieces of timber lying on the ground were the only remnants of what had, been, of what had once been the headquarters of nearly 200 zebras and at one time the lamented home of the Tennessee militia. Locals were seen sifting through the ruins looking for mementos. I thought you were going to say Mentos. <laughs> Which is different. Yeah, it's peppermint. Do, 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 Searching through it. Oh, that was a tooth. The fresh maker. <laughs> At the end. That was a tooth. The fresh maker. Uh, Captain Chumley's store had been attacked. Captain Chumley's store had been... Is this the game of Clue? (laughs) (laughs) He was an agent of the Knoxville Iron Company, and he lost around 2,500 worth of goods. Shoes were the most stolen item. (laughs) It's all the guys running for it. Yeah, for sure. And hats, for sure. You don't want to look ridiculous. Yeah, also. The store store itself was pretty smashed up. The whole area looked bizarre. Quote, one of the most peculiar sights ever seen is that of zebra clothing scattered on both sides of the railroad all the way from Coal Creek to Priceville. (laughs) It's got to be hard to explain to your kid, you know. What's that? Oh, it's just convicts got naked. But it'll be fine. They got on a train. Fine. Were they fucking daddy? Is there a comma in there? I'm scared, what? Not sure if a comma's even been invented yet. No, it has. Semicolons down the pipe. Whoever invented that's... Jerk off. Uh, People in towns like Clinton... Oh, yeah? It's still there? Are you from Clinton? Fuck yeah, I I knew we'd get to you at some point. Um, Clintons are big here. Clintons were now... No, it's not here. They're definitely not big here. Turns out they're not big anywhere. (laughs) 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 The worst! Uh, Second. (laughs) 
Almost. There's, also, there's actually someone worse, it turns out. Uh, Uh, people in towns like Clinton were now worried about a flood of convicts pouring in. Quote, every available firearm of whatever size is out, and citizens are patrolling the town to prevent an influx of convicts. Man, oh man. Yeah. One convict, Richard Huber, telegraphed the governor and said they'd all been released, and they didn't know what to do. He telegraphed <laughs> the governor. The governor was like, what? I think they want to hang out. Governor's like, well, fucking run for it. Like, what are you, insane? Look, we're coming to get you. Go hide. What? Have you ever done this before? Don't message me. Looks weird. Um, eventually, most of the 458 convicts released were rounded up and put in overcrowded jails in Knoxville and Nashville. Been listening a lot, or what's the deal? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Convicts were sleeping on any floor space available. It was so packed, a prison official predicted the convicts would be dying like sheep within less than a week. What was up with sheep? I know, I was going to say. They're dying rapidly? They just keep dying when I put them in my house. I pack them in, they die. I pack them in, they die. Every time I put sheep in my house, they die. So I'm but just how saying. How am I going to fall asleep if I ain't counting them? Which gave me an idea. There was discussion of bringing up Assistant Commissioner of Labor and Mines, Alman, on charges of treason. The lead chronicle, the Leaf Chronicle... Here we go. ...said the punishment would be death by hanging. Several soldiers claimed Alman said he would resign his office and take up his gun to aid the miners. He was also said to have met with the miners and incited them to attack. Okay. Fucking... Fucking government bastard. Sure. Anyway, he didn't die. He didn't die, but when I read that in the paper, I was like, this would be cool, and then nothing. (laughs) Uh, A second truce was negotiated. The miners agreed to allow the convicts to return to Coal Creek and Oliver Springs, but not Bryceville. Okay. The state argued... By the way, when I was looking up stuff about Bryceville, the post office closed in 2011. So Bryceville is... The state argued with the prison system about who would pay for capturing the convicts and for guarding them uh, when they went back to the mines. Calling up the militia had cost $150,000, which is more than the lease system saved. Right. Okay. And and the stockades had to be rebuilt. Okay. So it's almost almost like attacking property when fighting oppression in a capitalist system is effective. Anyway. (laughs) That's a troubling conclusion. Anyway. Excuse me? Anywho. What do you mean, anywho? <laughs> Anywho's. What? I'm just saying if you attack property, it costs them money, and then, 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 they, then they might stop doing it. Mm, let's keep going. Alleg- <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> so 84 militiamen were sent to Coal Creek and Oliver Springs under the command of J. Keller Anderson. J. Killer Anderson? Keller. Oh, different. <laughs> <sighs> Far different. Hello, my name is Jay Killer. Oh, God, I'm Jay! <laughs> when the train arrived at Coal Creek Station, 200 men and boys stood around watching. The train moved up to the stockade, and the men and boys followed. They were all looking at a Gatling gun the soldiers had brought with them. Jesus. That seems pretty... 
I mean, serious. You boys want to look at it? <laughs> Pull that trigger a little, huh? Fun, isn't it? The troops marched in single file to the, stoca- the stockade. Anderson then went about building what he then named Fort Anderson. Interesting. Up How's on, the ego? <laughs> up on Militia Hill. The Gatling gun, his idea. Okay, well, then he deserved the credit. They raised the U.S. flag and the troops cheered. Uh, they raised the U.S. flag and the troops cheered. And then a miner yelled, quote, It won't stay there long. We'll shoot it down and you with it. And then, and then all the miners cheered. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about a flag off. <laughs> On November 16th, a local paper wrote a visitor would hardly know there had been so much trouble. The miners were almost at work full time. They seemed cheerful, having won a battle, getting the convicts out of Bryceville. They did not seem to fear any consequences. There were no rumors of coming trouble. Uh-huh. So it sounds like that headline was right. Oh, David, David, David. Naturally, that wasn't going to work for the mine owners. Oh, Weird. On December 22nd, three days before Christmas, the Tennessee Coal, Iron, and Railroad Company issued an order for 200 convicts to be sent to Bryceville, the one town they had all agreed upon the company would not send convicts to. They were blowing up the deal with a big... Nice. Those goddamn unions, right? Yeah, no, I'm sure this is going to go over fine. Surely we're nothing eventful... The convicts returned to Bryceville on January 31st. They must have felt good, too. They were probably pretty the excited to head oh, over there. Oh, fucking loving it. Oh, they'll love us over there. Hi, guys. An away game forever. <laughs> when uh, they arrived, soldiers posed for a photograph. F- what? <laughs> they were posing? With their gum, guns aimed at, quote, an escaping black convict. Like they were Jesus faking. Christ. They were faking. They're faking like he was escaping, and they're aiming their guns at him. Like it was like a joke fun for a photo. Fun part for him to play for too, a photo. I'm sure. Yeah, fun part for him for a photo. I think we got it. Let's do two more. One goofy faces. Goofy faces. Do like a ooh. Yeah, like that's that one. fun. Look, do that one. Then one of the soldiers accidentally fired his gun, killing what? the convict. Shut up. <laughs> oh, but what a picture. What a photo. Jesus. I know it's horrible, and someone had to die. But what a goddamn photograph. Get yourself a Pulitzer for that. That's crazy. Anyway, that's a hard, that's our letter to write the family. Because that guy was probably like, I don't know. I Seems don't like this photo thing we're doing. crazy. <laughs> Let's not do this. Where's my head? Don't worry, the safety's off. Occasionally, miners would sneak into the hills and shoot at Fort Anderson. Okay. Soldiers would then fire back with the Gatling gun. Jesus. So they were like, we're not going to shoot down there anymore. They have um, a big gun. Big, big gun. Real big. Crazy gun. Uh, some soldiers on leave just deserted. So they would, they would get sent on leave and they would just take off. They'd be like, <laughs> so, fuck, man, fuck permanent leave, nothing better. Yep. If, if soldiers left the fort, people would shoot at them in the town. Jesus. To amuse themselves, the soldiers started packing oyster cans with mud and firing it into the town below. I mean, that is quite a prank, though. When you're like, more free oyster, more mud! Boy, those oysters are not agreeing with me. They are... (sighs) Hey, two of those sky tins? Man! 
Real muddy oysters, too. The kind where you couldn't even find the oyster. Ah. Whew. I am mud up. Sorry, I'm looking for oyster can. I moved. Keep doing a little funny thing. I'm out. I don't know if you heard the fizzle, but uh, we peaked three quarters of the way through, Dave. So I'm going to need you to start getting back on track. Up. Oyster can. Imagine a... Uh, by early August, the miners were saying, remove the soldiers or, quote, there is going to be big trouble. Okay. So that's pretty that's clear. That's not great. I mean, that's... No. In the mining town of Tracy City, the company recently reduced coal output, so they cut the paid miners' hours in half. Okay. But kept the convict hours the same. You know why? I, my guess is because one of them was technically slavery. <laughs> yes. Had a feeling. That's great. The prison stockade was burned, and the convicts were driven out. Okay. Tracy City uh, guards sped off to a convict camp in a nearby uh, town of Inman, but they didn't get there in time. The governor received a telegram from the warden at Inman, quote, the convicts have been released by a mob of 200 men and are awaiting transit at the train station. What is the reward for the leaders and men in the mob? So he's already looking for cash. <laughs> He's like, how can I make money out of this? Huh? That's his first response. A witness at Inman said the guards could have easily held off the mob, but the miners, armed with axes, demolished the stockades. They also had lanterns, so it was super obvious what they were going to do. Could see everything. Super clear to see. Uh, one side of a wall was cut down, a roof was crushed, interiors were destroyed. Officials were also very suspicious about the timing of a meeting that had happened. A committee of miners from Coal Creek were giving resolutions to the governor at the exact time the stockade was attacked. Well, I mean, that's just an alibi council. Yeah. Yeah, Eugene Merrill was like, I don't have anything to do with that shit. Down there. The resolutions promised good behavior if the state troops were taken out. Except right now. Right. (laughs) Right now. Okay. The Nashville banner called the miners, quote, thieves, robbers, ruffians, and outlaws. How many papers were there? Oh, my God. Like 800? It's, fuck, it's like every dude was like, I'm going to make a paper. I found a paper called The Comet. I mean, fuck the off. The Comet? It's like you're not even trying. That obviously Superman work there. Yeah. Yeah. The Comet. And what do you... We're space news. News from space. Everyone makes a paper for themselves. On August 16th, 100 miners surrounded Fort uh, Anderson Fort. A leader yelled, quote, close up, boys. Sorry, close up, boys. Let's take them. Close up. Close up or close up? Close up. Close up? Close up. Close up? Because close that... up, boys. Not close up. He didn't go close up. He was like, close up, boys. His guys. Uh, he wasn't to me, looking at the that fort would mean going, more photo shoots, which I'm like out for. Let's do the close ups. Oh, you're talking about a whole different close up. Yeah. I would think they'd be saying close up, like get them. Like close the fort. Yeah. No, he's saying everyone get close up. Close up. Okay, sure. Whatever. It was a good talk. It wasn't. No, people were, it's a gripping, tense moment in yeah, the podcast. Yeah, tell. Yeah, look. Yeah. We're going to put out a shirt called close up. And then on the back, it'll say. Reads the same. Close up. That's what it'll say on the back. Hard to tell which side of the argument I'm on. 
Close up. Hashtag close up. Anyway. He said, close up, boys. Let's take them. God damn them. Someone in the fort yelled back, come on and get us if you can. Wow. And then the shooting started. It went on for a half an hour. A thousand rounds were exchanged. It's just, America used to be so fucking crazy. The next day, miners attacked the prison stockade at Oliver Springs. They were beaten back by the guards. A much larger group of miners then arrived in support, and the guards surrendered. Okay. That stockade was burned, and the convicts put on a train. Private citizens in Knoxville raised an ar- a volunteer army to combat the miners. Businessmen with no experience dealing with this sort of situation joined up. I hit them with my briefcase. How does this work? That's when you tie the tie around your head. Let's do this. I'm in. Oh, my God. Wait till we get to the end. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh. My name's Roy. Business class, sir. I sell insurance, sir. What are we going to do here? Thousands of soldiers and volunteers headed for Coal Creek on foot. They marched across mountains, but then night came, and they found themselves deep in the forest. Uh, this sucks. In the morning, they were ambushed by miners. Okay, so it went really well. They had a nice yeah. hike and then lost. Two of them were killed. Jesus. Okay. The volunteers said there were somewhere between 65 and 500 miners. Do you have an on-site estimator? Is anyone here... Who here can... Is anyone here a guesstimator or roughly... I'd say they're about 500. Okay, and that's for sure. 500? Or 65. Okay, so that's where we're sort of finding a problem area. Yeah. Personally? Uh, yeah. Okay. Would you say it was 200? No, a little bit less. I'd say less. It's 100? about 135 less than 200. Did you say it's 65 or 500? Yeah, it's between 65 and 500. Just Without rounding up. any number in between? Yeah. It's, yeah. You either saw 65 yep. people or well, 500 people. Yeah, it's between those two. I don't think you know the definition of between. Yeah. Don't say yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like 500. Was, like was five, it 500? It was like, yeah, up to 500. Up to 500? Yeah. As in 499? No, no. That's no. up to then. No, it was five. No, I mean between 65 and 500 is That's what I mean. not what between is. Think so. Don't say think so, no so, no. I think so. You don't also, think so. So I didn't go to school. How many fingers? How many um, fingers am I holding up? Uh,. It's between, between seven, between seven and, f- and four. And four? Yeah. Between seven and four. Actually, 12. What the fuck are you talking about? It's between 12 and four. It is not. I was just doing the math. You don't have 12 fig. Yeah, but you can hold up a couple extra ones. All right. All right. Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying we need help because there's a lot of guys. And there's only a thousand of us. No, there's not. So they got us outnumbered. What are you talking? 
There's a thousand of us between 65 and 500 of them, so they have us outnumbered. We're in a lot of shit here. It's like Vietnam. Stop. What? No. That's That's also, it. I'm off to Hawaii. The- I'm done. <laughs> I'm Hawaiianese. I'm out of here. I am taking a flying boat there right away. Territory or not. Later it was determined there were a total of six miners. So we just wanted to circle back with you real quick because I wanted to give you an update because yeah. I know you said that you saw... Bet- now, what was it again you saw? Between 65 between, and 500. Right. Between yeah. 65 and 500. That's right. Well, I've got great news. What's that? We did a head count. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got it, you got it nailed down. We then. figured out if it was 65 or 500. Oh, or did you? between, as some idiots yeah, would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a nice... And you want to know? What's that? It was a little bit less. It oh. was six. Yeah, that's, that's what I said, between 65 and 500. Between six to five and 500 is what you were no, saying? 65 and 500. There's a lot of numbers in there. There's 66, there's 76, there's 86, there's sixes. I took a train to get here to get you. I have to go back to my job at teaching. (laughs) I had a happy life in Hawaii. I'd opened a surf shop in the territory, and then I just saw this, and I wanted to come over here to make you eat crow, and here you are, still dumb as shit. Miners are huge, though. So six can look like 500. They come at you. I'm out of here. I'm covered in coal. I'm leaving. They're covered. They're covered in coal. So they look like more guys. This conversation's been over for a while. The leader of the volunteers was so exhausted he had to be hauled back to the railroad on a farm wagon. So he had a that guy. It's a fun ride. That guy was bad at what he was doing. The fighting continued at Fort Anderson. In a morning attack, soldier S.L. Waterman was killed by a premature discharge of a cannon. Well. So I'm assuming he put the, he was like putting the ball in and then that was like coming. Like, I'm assuming he put it in and then out it came. And since he was here, that was probably not good for him. He got hit by a cannonball. Very insinuative language a lot of the way through that. Private Smith was sniped and killed. Shots echoed through the valley for days. Incoming soldiers were stuck on trains that were backed up on the tracks. Everything was getting tense and nervous. From the journal, quote, As the shouting of official orders went along the lines of guards, a terrified member of the army drew a Winchester rifle he had stolen from under his seat, threw himself flat on his back in the aisle, and pumped 15 bullets into the roof of the train car. Today, he is swaggering about his home, lying about the way he drove away the miners. <laughs> so, wait, what did he do? So he's, he, he dropped to his back and just started shooting the roof. You know, the, tra- the train roof. Right. Yeah, and then, and then he was like, I got rid of him. But prove he didn't, you know what I mean? Prove he didn't. 
I mean, you'd have to go outside the train to prove something like that. Thank so you. That's hard. Um, in another car, uh, wood fell on the floor, and a six-year-old volunteer yelled, quote, they're blowing us up with dynamite, and everyone jumped out of the train. Did you say a six-year-old volunteer? Sixty. Six- Sixty. No, six-year-olds are in the back car. Okay, sure, yeah. I'm sure they're there somehow. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah. he saw wood, and he's like, dynamite! Yeah, but it was just a log. Run! And everyone did. General Carnes rolled in and took over Coal Creek by force. He ordered all volunteer citizens to return to their homes. The casualty among troops came to five killed and, and 15 wounded. Six miners were killed in the attack. They arrested any miner they could find. You mean find. 65 or 500? Between 65 and 500 miners were killed. Thank you. They arrested any miner they could find and placed them first in boxcars and then in the schoolhouse and then in the church. His soldiers arrested around 500 miners. Martial law was declared. Some miners refused to surrender and were hunted down. Jesus. Soldiers were led as deep as one mile down into mines to capture them. Holy shit. That's a fun movie. That should be, oh, yeah. We, that, someone should make that into a movie. Well, that's when you're way into your lantern What, right what then. happened? What's everyone yelling? Anyone get what? Oh, in the, oh, I hope. <laughs> it just makes for a better story. Yeah, I, I didn't read that anybody did, but someone had to have, right? Yeah. Are you doing a side podcast with this guy? <laughs> yeah, this is your replacement. Hands off my man. Stop asking fucking questions. My job. How long's this been going on? Huh? You see, they're sort of on my side in a way. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Not how you support someone. Love you too, sir. I think he was. I think he was talking to me. And my new podcasting partner, Bert. The Bert and Dave Show. (laughs) The Bollop. (laughs) What's your new show called? It's called The Boil. (laughs) Why? I just come up with stupid names, that's why. Uh, So by the end of it all, 27 miners were killed. Well, that's a nice treacle cutter to the moment. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, we all know how this turns out for coal miners. They win. <sighs> the Knoxville, Knoxville Journal headline, quote, Capturing miners is fun. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Too many papers. That's the problem. Everyone's yeah. making a paper. I mean, but the, back then, papers were like, you would open it because you were like a liberal or a lefty. Like, you'd, you would start a paper to just get your side out there. Well, I mean, again, Dave, That's gone we've come now. so far. That doesn't we've happen We've come so far away anymore. from our echo chambers. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Capturing miners is fun. Somehow, tables are turned during this campaign. Armed miners easily submit, and the state militia exhibit unusual game. Behind every boulder in the hills where the miners were fortified are piles of shells and cartridges. They are picked up and exhibited as relics of war. A citizen brought in a flag of truce yesterday morning, and in a few minutes it was cut to pieces for relics. 
So everyone just love relics. Yeah, now it's just people getting uh, you know something something for the kids to show and they're That's cool. Yeah. <sighs> Officials realized the number of miners that had actually been fighting was vastly overestimated. Instead of up to 12,000 miners involved in the Coal Creek War, it was less than 1,000, and some believe... I know who they were getting the numbers from. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was watching the whole thing. It's like 12,000. At least, at least between 12,000 and four. Had to be. Well, I should go. My work here is done. I have a 530 meeting. Between that and five. Anyway, I'll... uh... Uh, So there were actually probably around 500 that were fighting. On August 28th, most of the soldiers had left the Coal Creek area. Most had to return to their regular uh, jobs or they'd be fired. There were only about... (laughs) Oh, the irony. There were only about 300 militiamen left in the area. A Knoxville Journal editorial blamed the miners who uh, supported uh, them. Quote, organized labor. What follies. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. I would give anything for someone on Fox News to say that. Just anything. What follies. Union members, what follies! What crimes have been committed in thy name? Let it be understood once and for all that this constant preaching about mine owners and manufacturers being monopolists is untrue. Oh my God. That it is not only unjust but dishonest, and that all good men of all parties will unflinchingly fight against such demagogic claptrap, and we will... And we will have taken the first and longest step toward a correction of evils that is threatening to sap the very lifeblood of this nation. What year yeah, was yeah. the period invented? Was that? Uh, it just, it wasn't yet. But uh, obviously, obviously the miners are the problem. Yeah. But they're, they're, they should, oh, you can just, just. You know what? The uh, thing is, is like, it, it, so, you, so you get an 80% pay cut, but be happy to have a job. Yeah, I, you mean, know what I mean, you can just, but truly, you can just see it today. I mean, it is just the same shit. The thing, Talking into the camera like, guys, come on. The thing is. Get on the right side. It's, I keep trying to make this point. Why can't one guy have all the money? It, you know what? It would, it would be better. Because at least then it would feel like we knew exactly where to direct everything. Instead, it's this weird buckshot where you just don't know where the fuck to look because there's like 900 different fires that you have to put out. I would much rather just be like, he lives up there. Let's go fucking cut his head off. Wow. I don't support that. So the overwhelming nature of now where you're like, I don't know what to do. Check Twitter. Sir, uh, gentlemen, I know some of you are upset. Um, I don't support cutting heads off. I think, I think we should put them in blenders. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Just see some guy wheeling out a giant blender. Yeah. Here we go. Where are the Koch brothers? <laughs> um... 
And I mean, again, it's like if you're going to put the system on trial, get the Vitamix on Amazon. You can get it in like nine, like it'll get there super fast. That's how you get the blender to show the corporate heads. I will take if I'm looking for a product, I will take a good 30 seconds looking for it for some from somewhere else before I go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my part. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I think Ann Landers is here. Yep. <laughs> the paper said the mine, uh, the mine operators were not making any money and hadn't been for some time. These good men kept miners employed when they were losing money, and the laborers should thank them for it. <sighs> Quote, <laughs> before the employer can afford to pay good wages... He must himself be prosperous. Oh, man. It's called trickle down. They should be happy with yes. the $350 yes. to $450 per day they make, said yes. the editorial, even though no one was paid more than $250. Oh, my God. Are you still a numbers guy? Like, you need that stuff to prove a point. You can say whatever number, and it's fine. <laughs> what? Oh, you're such a fact stickler. You love what's accurate. It just is weird. Whereas I like guesstimations. I like to have a little fun. Huh? <laughs> Make it. I've lost everyone. <laughs> the mine owners agreed to pay the cost of the battle. 300 miners and others involved in the Coal Creek uprisings were indicted. Many uh, fled the state. Eugene Merrill fled before he could be charged or brought to trial. He had already declared bankruptcy, having never gotten back the money for letting the striking miners run up tabs at his store. Almost all who went to trial were acquitted or found guilty and then only fined. But one organizer was sentenced to seven years. The press said he was, quote, an outsider from Chattanooga. Well, he's an Fucking outsider. Chattanooga motherfuckers. You don't come up into this bitch. There's a famous saying here. It's get your Chattanooga ass out of here. Aggressive. Uh, so he was, quote, an outsider from Chattanooga who had come to Anderson County to spread his anarchist philosophy. He was released after two years. Eugene Merrill was spotted in Indiana six months after the skirmishes were over. It was believed he was going to be arrested, but he escaped again. The Tennessee legislature let the convict lease contracts expire in 1896, five years after the fighting started. Okay, well, we'll take it. So that's good. A little bit of progress. Yeah, it's what we are... Yes, that's how it works. Oh, but then they built the Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary to purchase land and had convicts mine coal directly (laughs) for the state. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> Just Wait, why are we We could be making money off this shit We were Let's we do it again war. Yeah. Uh, in 1936 A state senator named Robert Lindsay Convinced the Tennessee legislature To change the name of Coal Creek to Lake City Hoping to make it a tourist destination Oh, Go swim in that coal You enjoying it? Welcome to Lake City. Rocky Top? Well, they changed it to Lake City for a while, and that didn't take. And then it didn't take. And now it's Rocky Top? Look. 
I tried to keep reading that article, but I started reading it, and the guy was just saying how all the miners were rich, <laughs> and I couldn't read it anymore because he literally said the miners were rich, and he was calling himself a historian, and then I blew my brains out. <laughs> Those goddamn rich miners. What do you have, clothes? Uh, the fair and balanced times. <laughs> <laughs> On May 17th, 2013, Tennessee declared an end to the 1892 Coal Creek War and a what? peace... Wait, sorry. <laughs> Something I'm rubbing up against is how I've been alive for a good part of this war, it turns out. Yeah, I told you this story took place between... 1877 to 2013. Yeah. You're good, kid. Yeah, May 17th, 2013. Well, let's end this. Tennessee declared an end to the 1892 Coal Creek War and a peace treaty was signed at the location... And there's at just Fort some 900-year-old miner in there, like, finally. Hey, 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 I've been waiting. Hey, May. For so long. I've been in this goddamn mine. Well, good news, boys. We finally got something to <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> just open this bottle of wine. Oh, it's evaporated. <laughs> Ooh. I guess we've been waiting a while. Can't wait to tell the wives. No. They've also evaporated. Hey, Trump's president. Well, well, that's it. We strike. We got one more in us. Oh, no. Everyone else has evaporated. The hell's my deal? So, so the peace treaty was signed at the location of Fort Anderson. (laughs) Students from Bryceville Elementary School played homemade instruments as the treaty was signed. Oh boy! (laughs) Homemade, Uh, yeah, homemade instruments. Someone hitting a chair with a stick. Quang, quang, quang. It's called a harp nano. Another kid's banging a rock against a tree. Clunk, clunk. Bryceville. Clunk, clunk. I'll be playing my stomach. Bobby's going to fart. I can only do two. A Republican state senator, and I wish I had written down his name, but I didn't. A Republican state senator, quote, this is a great way to involve young people in history. Yes, it sure is. It sure is. He was wearing a green bandana like those he said were worn by striking miners. What is... (laughs) There, I could find absolutely no mention of anyone wearing green bandanas. Nothing at all. But it's like you said, that moment when they put yeah, on the bandana. Yeah, for there sure. There he is. 
Bushy Mountain State Penitentiary continued producing coal uh, using prison labor until 1966. Um, but the cool thing about prison labor is, is that uh, I'm sure you can go look up what your state does. I didn't get a chance. Fuck you. Might be a prison break. Um, but there's really great companies that use prison labor now. Um, yeah. Nordstrom. Nordstrom has their clothes made in prison. And so if you're wearing Nordstrom, it's a sweet buck 25 an hour from some poor guy in wow. prison. And you wear that around. But almost all of our, uh, all of our big, great companies um, who are very successful. Um, like who else? Oh, there's a giant fucking... You want me to look it up? I mean, well, yeah. If we're going to start boycotting... Why don't you talk about something? Yeah. Coal. Coles, uh, department stores. Get them. Nah, that sounds like a nice tie-in. Nice try, Coles. Instead of a C and an A, we'll do a K and an H. Coles. Okay. So, uh, oh, it says right here, Tennessee. Yeah, it doesn't list them. I'm sorry. CCA, Corrections Corporation of America. Private operator. What are the big ones? Well, I know Nordstrom. In the, is I a mean, big in one. the country, there are just tons, right? Yeah. If you Victoria's Secret, that's the secret. That's great. Some guys sit. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> is it really Victoria's Secret? Could you imagine being some dude and just you're in prison? Man, that has you're got just making that, hot that actually, fucking laundry. That is like fucked up on two levels. Right? That's wrong. And then the guy's like, and then the breasts will slowly. (laughs) Jerry, don't fuck that machine again. I won't. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, you ready? I got you ready for the list? Yeah. All right. So these are, these are companies that use prison labor. Whole Foods. This is a t- tough start. <laughs> McDonald's. They make their containers, their, their, all the things you eat with, the forks, uniforms. So Walmart. if you ask them to give you some, a sandwich in your hand, loophole. <laughs> uh, don't put it in a bag or anything, just drop it in my hand. 58? Weird. Victoria's Secret. AT&T call centers. That explains a lot. (laughs) British Petroleum used uh, uh, the prisoners to clean up the oil spill. Fuck. Which is doubly messed up as well, because that's, you're like, get in the chemicals. Yeah, get in the, Bank of America, Bear, Cargill, Caterpillar, Chevron, Chrysler, Costco, John Deere, Ellie, Lilly and Company, Eli, Lilly and Company, ExxonMobil, GlaxoSmithKline, Johnson & Johnson, Kmart, Coke, Industries, McDonald's, Merck, Microsoft, N- Motorola, Nintendo, Pfizer, Procter & Gamble, Pepsi, Conagra Foods, Shell, Starbucks, UPS, Verizon, Walmart, Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy! There you go. I mean, that, but that is, right? You ask at times, how do you, like, make, how do you change shit? You stop buying shit from and that, And that's, honestly, that's not even the ones that, yeah. 
It's fun to boycott. I'm excited to boycott Whole Foods officially. It's been a long time coming. And that Kiwi's year-round. Something's off. (laughs) So, you know, if you've heard lately, the prisoners are trying to go on strike and stuff, uh, but it's hard because you're in prison. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's a legit problem, and it's like, it is, it is modern-day slavery because we're actually putting people in prison who... Like, should you be in prison for pot? No. Should you get and a so life sentence for pot? there they are, but they're, they're getting put in prison. Like, California, we changed the laws, right? Pot's legal. Did we release the prisoners? So retro... No. Retro- we did not release the prisoners, and, our, and, and our, our new senator, Kamala Harris, said, quote, we can't release the prisoners because we use them as labor. Well, Dave, Straight but up. Republicans, Straight up said it. Republicans so, say a lot of, oh, wait. <laughs> but it's a legit problem, and, you know, it needs to be stopped. I don't know how we do it, but there you go. Yep. Killer Mike called it the cornerstone of U.S. economics. What's that? Killer Mike, cornerstone of U.S. economics. Killer Mike? That's what he called it. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, Killer Mike, not the guy from uh, Run the Jewel. It's the guy we know that kills people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who smashes these when we leave. Um, okay, hacky end. Uh, we expected it. I think this guy's from the future. He's like, it ends now. I'm sorry to those of you who are... Uh, conservative Trump supporters and you came here for a fun night and um, and I told you the truth thank you very much guys we appreciate it truly thank you Everybody, it's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help.